Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, our Referfest celebrations will start today around noon, following the second service with the luncheon, and then several other activities. Uh, this will all take place downstairs, so I hope you can join us. Uh, also today, because they're setting up downstairs for the luncheon, uh, we're going to have our adult Bible study up here in the sanctuary this morning. So if you are staying, feel free to stay put, and we'll get started as soon as we can. Also, for our confirmands this coming week, just a reminder, we will not be having confirmation in person this week. Uh, The confirmands are to do their lesson at home, and they do have a special memory sheet that I gave them last week. If you have any questions or need anything emailed to you, if you've lost anything, feel free to drop me a note. I'd be happy to resend it to you. The Old Testament reading for this Reformation Sunday is from the 14th chapter of Revelation. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the third chapter of Romans. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. 
So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On this date in 1517, Martin Luther nailed 95 theses to the church door at Wittenberg. These theses were basically 95 discussion topics. Luther wanted to start a discussion because he was concerned the church had wandered away from faith in Christ for salvation. And Luther was right. The church did wander away. Unless the church stays rooted to faith in Christ and Christ alone for salvation, she can wander away. It has happened and it still happens. The church can wander away. We can wander away. In the days of Jesus, some people in the church were wandering away. We heard this today in our gospel reading. There was a group of Jews who believed in Jesus, the scripture said. These Jews had faith in Jesus. But when it came to being freed from their sins, they wandered away from Jesus. When it came to being freed from their sins, they didn't think they needed Jesus. The Jews thought their lineage as children of Abraham would be enough. They trusted that their family line would free them from their sins. They literally thought it was their bloodline, their lineage that rescued them from their sins, not Jesus. So they wandered away from Jesus. Even though they were staring Jesus in the face, their hearts wandered away from him. Unless the church always stays rooted to faith in Christ and Christ alone for salvation, she can wander away. We will wander away. I feel very badly for all of us in this world. It seems like we are lured into following so many different plans to remove our sins that have absolutely nothing to do with with Jesus. For example, a lot of times Christians will think God is punishing them for some past sin they've done. So a Christian will commit a sin to themselves or to someone else, and then some kind of suffering comes up in their life. They will wonder about that suffering and ask, is God putting me through this because of what I did? They wonder, is God making me suffer for my sins? Making me pay off those past sins with a little bit of suffering right now? It might make sense in our mind. Since I sinned, is God basically roughing me up a bit right now to pay for those sins? I feel badly for us. It's like we forget to do with our sins. Just like the Jews in Jesus' day who didn't look to Christ, but their lineage, we will often not look to Christ to take our sins away. 
We will look to our own bodies and feel like it's right that we should suffer a bit for our sins. And I will say this, and I mean this. What an awful burden the devil is placing upon our shoulders to try and have you make amends for your own sin. As if you could. How horrible for us to think that God is punishing us for our sins. Does that mean then that when you've suffered enough, paid enough for your sins, that your suffering will be lifted because you suffered enough to pay off the debt of your sins? I really think there's no greater wicked, evil thought the devil plants in the mind of a Christian than to think we must suffer for our sins. Because when that happens, we become our own savior, our own Christ. And we are no longer looking at Jesus, who is the only one who truly suffered for our sins. Always remember what it costs to have our sins paid for especially during Reformation Sunday. Remember that it is not by our own works that we are free or by our own suffering that we are free. You are freed from your sins purely by the work of Christ. And Martin Luther summed this up so well in his small catechism when he wrote, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death that I may be his own. Unless the church has faith in Christ and Christ alone for salvation, she can wander away. Unless our faith is rooted in Christ and never in ourselves, we will wander away. I hope you appreciate what Christ did for you. Not just today on Reformation Sunday, but I hope every day of our lives we can appreciate that we are saved by grace. I hope you believe with every ounce of your soul that you are so precious to Jesus that he went to hell for you and back again. All for you. He really did. Only one man can suffer for sins in this world. And it is not you, and it is not me. It is Jesus Christ. And he did. Living a perfect life for you, he offered a perfect death on the cross for you. He suffered for you. To pay off every single sin we have ever done. And to give that all to you as a gift. A 100% unearned gift. Jesus gives your salvation to you as an undeserved gift. He gives your salvation to you entirely by his own works and by his own efforts. 
by his own blood, sweat, and tears, Jesus gives salvation to you. And it is good to remember this, but so good to especially remember this today on Reformation Sunday. On this date in 1517, Martin Luther nailed 95 theses to the church door at Wittenberg. He was concerned the church had wandered away from faith in Christ for salvation. And Luther was right. The church did wander away. All of those 95 theses are important. But the very first one may have been the most important. I say that because the very first theses dealt with sin and what we do about sin. How we get rid of sin, or better yet, how God gets rid of our sin for us. Martin Luther's first theses said this. When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. Repentance is not just a theme for Lent. Repentance is a beautiful word. It basically means to do a 180 degree turn. So if you're engaging in sins... What do you do? You turn around. You leave that sin. Now that may sound like a work, like painful effort on your part, but it's not. Because guess where repentant leads you? Better yet, guess who it leads you to? Jesus. Guess where Luther wanted you to turn to have sin removed? Jesus. Guess where all of the scriptures have you turned time and time again to be freed from sin? It's Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. It's never our own efforts. It's Jesus' efforts. Where do we turn to be forgiven and freed from sin, death, and hell? Is it our own painful payments of suffering for what we've done? Absolutely not. You are called to turn around, make a 180 degree turn, to stop looking at yourself and look at Jesus. To stop looking for security in your own efforts and to look to Jesus. We have such a gift today. We have this gift every day. But I think today is a special because We focus in on that gift with a laser focus. We are saved by the work of Jesus Christ and by nothing else in life. And as Luther said, we are invited to turn in repentance and to come back to faith in Jesus every single day of our lives. Every hour of your life is a time to return back to Jesus. Every minute of your life is a minute to return back to faith in Jesus. And Jesus never gets tired of you coming back to him. He never gets tired of seeing your face. He never gets tired of hearing you say, Lord, I'm so sorry I did it again. He loves seeing you return to him in faith. Every minute of every day. 
And by his sacrifice continues to forgive you. Every minute of every day. It's truly just like Jesus said today in our gospel reading. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And thanks to Christ, today you are free. You really are all because of him. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.